What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a problem solver, a strategist, content creator, entrepreneur, and founder of Finn Marketing. Please welcome Anne Laffin. Anne, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I so I love the the story behind the name of your uh, business. You want to share that with us really quick before we jump into it? Yeah. So it's a play on two things. My, my last name is Lastin, so Sin is the last part of the name. But I also have kind of a natural affinity to water. Always love swimming. Always love the pool. Love the ocean. Love dolphins. And so in the in the logo for the name is a dolphin Sin, and that's where it comes from. See, I'm a fan of the water too. So when I read that, I was like, oh, I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm drawn to the ocean. I'm an earth sign. And I know some people love the the desert. I just, I was just in Arizona and I'm like, no, I, I ha- I'm drawn to the water. So I love water. that. We, we have that, we have that in common. <laughs> so you actually um, were in the trenches from a 20 year marketing career. And then before you started your own business. Can you tell us a little bit about being corporate and then what was that aha moment that drove you into starting your own business? Yeah, I mean, way back, um, I worked for a very large market research company, actually. So global global company, thousands of employees, loved it. It was a great foundation to work in marketing later on, to be honest with you, to kind of get to see the psychology behind why customers buy and what their preferences are, that type of thing. But it gave me a good foundation for, to your point, corporate. Yeah. And as I went through my career, I found I kind of started to gravitate towards smaller companies Mm. and worked in financial services, worked again in uh, market research, and that ended up at a startup. So that's about as small as you can go. I was employee number six and I absolutely loved the environment. So different from corporate, right? Which has a lot of rules and guidelines and everything is pretty much laid out for you. It's the exact opposite in a startup. Pretty much nothing is laid out for you and you are doing the laying out, right? It's yeah. it's your space to create, especially when you get in very early. And I decided that that's who I want to work with. And so that is who I work with. Now. I work only with early stage startups. Mm. Um, where there's plenty of space to create and plenty of messes to dive into. So that's what I do now. (laughs) That's got to be kind of fun because if they're just starting out, you kind of get to help them mold their message so that it starts off on the right foot for marketing, especially in this day and age. Exactly. And you know what? There's a lot of ambiguity in startups, Mm. especially, again, in early stage. And I think that that's okay. So you have to be comfortable with testing messaging, testing tactics to see, is this going to work? Is this the right one? And be okay with the fact that sometimes it's not. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. What are some like maybe typical mistakes that startups do when it comes to their marketing? I think a lot of it is around inconsistency. Okay. And and some of that is from lack of time or lack of um, resources. So Early on, you might have the founder and maybe one or two other people and they're handling marketing and maybe they have never done marketing. So the messaging isn't consistent or even the cadence of materials going out isn't consistent. They're not thinking about their audience. So that lack of consistency can be really confusing for prospects and customers, to be honest with you. Um, And so 
and and resourcing, right? That which also plays into that consistency. If they don't have someone in house or even a consultant that they can work with, it kind of like catches catch can. Like, oh yeah, we could we could do some emails this month, or maybe we could do some social, and I'll get to that tomorrow type thing. Yeah. Um, so that can be an issue. Oh, I'm sure. And then, I mean, I think consistency in anything is really key to success, right? I mean, whether you're working out you're with for your health or your messaging, your business, if you are not consistent showing up every day, that's a problem. Yeah. What what was it like when you went from corporate to starting your own business or starting your own marketing firm? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Um all all of the things, right? I mean, I so my dad owned a small business. Okay. Um, and he always said he he always said he didn't like to be managed and he liked doing his own thing. And it kind of that those words stuck with me growing up and again, being in corporate. And I always had the idea that someday I'd really like to start my own own thing. I really just didn't know what it, that would be. And so when I found a really liked startup, yeah. 2020 happened, right? It was a great catalyst. We were home. Yeah. And I had a friend who is the CEO of a, a local startup and actually my for very first client. And that was kind of the springboard I needed sure. to jump out into into this world. And so it made it a little less scary because I had something, some place right. to start. Yeah. Um, but it was exciting, scary, tons of questions. I mean, it's kind of still that way to be honest. Oh, well, yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, <laughs> every, no day is the same, right? Every day is <laughs> And so, you know, I think that's kind of what makes it so exciting, you know, and just like, you know, and you there are issues, issues that come up as an entrepreneur that you don't typically have to deal with if you're working for someone else. Right. And so you're wearing many different hats. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which I think is part of why I also really feel for and empathize with the founders I work with, because while I'm not a startup, I am a one person shop. And I do have to wear all the hats. And that's kind of what they deal with as well. It is what they deal with. It's a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so all the startups you work with, are they all entrepreneurs? Because sometimes startups have a lot of seed money for, you know, investors. And I think consider that, I consider that different, different than an entrepreneur. Well, I mean, all of the, this, this, I guess, actually, this is a good topic to dive into here because all of the startups I work with, they're all still founder led by, they're all still founder led. Okay. So first time CEOs, founder led, they are VC backed. Mm. And that is something while they can definitely bootstrap to, to an extent and sure. startups go different, different paths for sure. Um, the, the startups I work with, at least it's, they're not VC backed. They've got either grant money, some type of money along with the own money that they put into it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're still dealing with that entrepreneur. entrepreneur yeah. Spirit. What are some things that you think that are mistakes that entrepreneurs, um, when it comes to their marketing, I know we already said consistency, but if they're trying to do it themselves, if you are coming in, even if it's a startup and they're trying to get their hands around, what are, are do you think are some of the mistakes that they make if, they, if they're trying to do it themselves? Not talking to their customer enough or even potential customer. Um, and both is valuable, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, there is, I mean, I feel like it sounds silly saying this, but there's so much to be learned from your customers and okay. so much to be learned from potential customers because their needs and how you talk to them are going to be very different. Yeah. Um, 
but they will tell you, you know, what they really love about your product, what they don't, how they use it. You may not even think about the ways that they're using it, right? Yeah. And without having those conversations, just you'll miss the mark. Mm. And and those conversations really guide how you can formulate your messaging or even what channels to show up on, what conferences to go to, what webinars to hold, right? So it's yeah. those conversations are, are really valuable, very valuable. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And so do you help them with starting those conversations or doing some kind of like, um, what do they call that? Like test, test with... Uh, Test panel. What what do they call that? I'm drawing a blank. Like like a focus group yes, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So nothing quite as formal as that. I, I occasionally will do some survey work um, with something simple as like a survey monkey, where we can you know formulate our own questions and send yeah. something out. But a lot of times it's a little more um, off the cuff than that. We're all just email, call, like pick up the phone and just talk to current customers, yeah. ask them so quick, get get a testimonial from them. Sure. Um, and we also do a lot of kind of like key opinion leader type work. So if we know there are, and this I'm, and I'm thinking about one client in particular right now, um, we work with veterinarians and if we get them all in a room and then we ask them a bunch of questions, you know, how would you want to use something like this? Would you use something like this? Yeah. And if not, why not? And so that's in that case where those are prospective clients, their insight is extremely valuable too. Um, so while I, it's kind of maybe not super formal, right? It's no. um, you can still get valuable information. Well, yeah, I can imagine. So, I mean, especially in this day and age, with the, with the, we have so much coming at us all the time. We carry this around with us. We're always scrolling, you know, and we're that this this thing is listening to us all the time. So it's oh. picking up what we talk about. So then you get a prompt on Facebook, Instagram, or in Google, you know, and so it's like. You're always having things coming at you. And so how do you help your your clients set themselves apart, aside from doing the focus group, um, when it comes to marketing for their startups? Because that's got to be super tough to get someone's attention in this day and age. You have to remember that, and I don't want to say nobody cares about your company, because that's not true, right? But what they care about is having their problem solved. Right. Yes. So- being benefits fe focused as opposed to features focused yeah. is a long way. So thinking about like, how do I help you? How do I solve for that pain that you have? And highlighting that early yeah. is important. Yeah, it, I think that also helps build that connection with your audience, right? Which is where some of this, you know, you, you run up a really good point. Everyone's got their phone in their hand all the time. People are just head down scrolling. We're missing that connection. And so finding more opportunities with real like, hey, here's here's how we help. This yeah. is how we help you. Forms, I think, forms that connection and hopefully a loyal customer down the line. Too. Oh, for, oh, yeah, for sure. And so um, with your your clients, what, what type of what type of businesses are you working with? So, my goodness, I they're, they're running the gamut. I have. Um, like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So I have two animal health companies. Uh, I still work with fintech companies. I have an AI research company. Uh, I've had a supercomputer company. So they've been all over the place. Wow. Um, the common denominator really is that they are companies that are trying to make the world a better place. Mm. I feel like it sounds cheesy. I hear the words come out of my mouth, but that okay. matters. Yeah. It really matters to me that, you know, marketing hasn't always seemed like this 
super noble profession. Mm. And my way to make that feel like I'm helping and doing good with my work is by helping companies that are doing amazing things, you know, curing cancer in animals or helping yeah. provide better diagnostics or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so the common theme, good, like good founders that are super open and trying to make an impact that that's what I work. That's awesome. AI research. That has to be interesting. Like, uh, how do you market for them? <laughs> no, well, like secrets away, but I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, we've been focusing, my focus with them is actually all on content right now because there's a lot of, I don't know how far you want me to go into this, but it, there's a lot of people are really nervous about AI and rightfully so, yeah. you know, they are very nervous. So education there is key. Yeah. To give people, because there's so much noise all over the place about what's going on. And you could, you could argue that happens in a lot of, um, a lot of different industries, right? Like what should I actually believe? So good, um, good content that can educate and help kind of calm people and give them some direction is key. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, so I work, with, I, I think that the tools that we have for AI right now are great. I can understand the nervousness around them, but I feel like if people aren't going to embrace it and use it for themselves, they're going to fall behind and they're going to yep. miss out on different opportunities. So just full disclosure, I actually do some, I, I, I produce and, and support other podcasts. So my one client really hates AI and I, and he's like, oh, you're using AI. And I'm just like, well, yeah, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the platforms I use incorporate AI and I didn't want to argue with him because he obviously that's a a, um, a touchy subject for him. But yeah, that's interesting. And I would I'd agree. I'm seeing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn right now. And maybe this is something for your client that you're working with of the different parts of AI and how it can benefit you. And so like people are offering like a cheat sheet so that they can understand how it works a little bit better. So just something for for you, for your, your clients, you're educating. I love it. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, when it comes to like social media, I'm I'm assuming you're using social media for marketing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If someone's listening to this, they can't afford someone like you, and they're just like, oh, okay, we need to help their marketing. What would you recommend to them to to how to use social media marketing? So, I I love organic social, to be honest with you, and I feel like I feel like it has kind of a bad rap now. I feel like everybody's paying for paid ads and things, but. Yeah. For for someone that has a, a small budget, organic social is great. I would say pick one or two channels. Actually, I'm going to back up a second. Okay. First thing to do is actually think about think about your audience. Think about where you think they are. That's actually the place I would start. Again, we're hypothesizing a little bit. You may have to make some mistakes, but think about where they might be, right? What do they do? Where might they be? Then pick one or two channels that you know you can consistently make content for. It can be the same. I know that it's better to try to differentiate your content by channel. And I would, again, long-term strategy, yes, I would go there. But for starting out, trying to build some awareness, trying to get some content out consistently, I think it's okay to repurpose. Yeah. And try to get a mixture of content that you would provide. So some things that are just purely engaging. Maybe it's articles that you find that are around your industry. Then maybe you have things that are around your benefits that how you can help yeah. them. Then maybe it's webinars or, you know, like maybe there's some other things that you can, again, um, things that you can provide them that help at the top of the funnel. We haven't talked about yeah. the funnel, but I guess where I'm going with this is 
have a good variety of content that could kind of touch your customers or prospects at a different where they are. Yeah. Does that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it totally makes sense. And I and what what are your thoughts on um the the face of the company, the person that's leading the company being a, a face in those social media posts? I think that's really important. And actually, the more I hear about this now, like the founder story, the founder brand can, especially early on, can really drive awareness and some success for small companies. It's it's big right now. It really is. And I, I think if founders are, if they're shy, right, that's okay. Because not everybody wants to be shouting from the rooftop yeah. on social. But I think there's a difference between being like, hey, here's me out at the grocery store and being like, hey, I want to share some things about what's happening with the company or, you know, and um, getting comfortable with being maybe a little uncomfortable about what you share in social, I think, is part of the job. Fortunately, unfortunately. So are you coaching some of your clients to do that? Uh, I am trying my best to <laughs> help uh, get them to share more and and to dig into the founder story, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think it's a really, it's a missed opportunity if founders don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you see now I pay attention because I try to look to see what's working, you know, when I'm scrolling through like, oh, wow, this person's getting like several hundred, you know, likes or comments or whatever. And this this post gets none. So I like to watch and see what's working. And it's always the person that's the most authentic showing up in those posts, whether it's for business or personal, that is getting the most engagement because people are still hungry to connect with other people. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. And there's something, I mean, again, not everybody wants to be super, super vulnerable, but there's, I think there's a difference between, again, like being like, this is what's happening with my family and being like, hey, it's been a tough road. Here's yeah. what we're trying to do about it. Yeah. People want to hear those types of things. And uh, I think it provides a lot of value, comfort, and connection. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and what is the process that someone's listening to this and is like, okay, I really like Anna. I like the way she, you know, spelled things out for us. And I'm th I'm interested in working with her. What is what's that process process look like for a startup or another business that might be listening right now? I always start with a, a consultation call. Obviously, that that's free, just to see if it's a good fit, right? So I can hear where they're at, you know, what they're struggling with, what their goals are. Yeah. And a lot of marketing is really we haven't you know we haven't talked about goals, but we need to figure out what are you trying to accomplish. Sure. So we start there, and so that's that's how the process starts, just to hear you know what's going on, what they're looking for. Um, and honestly, I almost start every client with a deep dive into their messaging. Sure. So, yeah. And this is a question I've never asked with, when it comes to marketing. What are the different types of goals that a startup or company can go to a marketing firm or someone like yourself to utilize your skill set? Because that's like they're, I think that's a little confusing for people because they think marketing, oh, I want to get sales, but that's not always true. A fantastic question. I mean, the first thing that I actually would really want to know, like, what are your actual, your business goals? Yeah. Because the marketing goals then seed into that. And so to your point, yes, everybody wants leads. I get that, right? But sometimes we also, we have to build awareness or maybe we have to build team environment or we have to think about the content library we have yeah. or, you know, I want to show up at four conferences this year. Like we can make, the goals can be varied. What shouldn't be varied is how they fit back into what are we trying to accomplish as a company. So that's really the key thing. If, you know, we can, I'm very happy to make the marketing goals, you know, varied. 
that I need to know like what I'm what I'm plugging them into. Sure, sure, yeah, and I think that and I've, um that question just kind of came to the top of my head because uh-huh. sometimes like you said the messaging the branding has to like got to work on that and fine yeah. fine tune that in order to speak to your right your right uh, client or customer or whatever. But anyways, and where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more on working with you? Yes, you can find me at thinmarketingm.com, which is my website, or you can find me on LinkedIn, um, and I would love to connect with you. Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So if you uh, resonated with Anne and how she works with her clients and her expertise, go ahead and go click that link, schedule a consultation call, and definitely go follow her on LinkedIn. We all want to be connected in this world one way or the other. And this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I would just say, you know, that one of the themes that keeps popping up is connection. And that really is what marketing is about. It's about connecting, providing benefit and getting your product out into the world. So good luck. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I, I mean, no matter how crazy and busy we get on these stupid things, we are still hungry for connection. And I, I think that it's so important that we don't ever lose sight of that. And thank you so much for sharing what you do, sharing your story on how you started your marketing firm and how you help your clients really fine tune their message. I think it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And I think Athena enjoyed it too. So you, <laughs> I love oh, I was today. <laughs> you guys, this is your host, Deanna Ranalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.